It is July 6th, 2018. My name is Christian K. Harris. You're listening to Memo From Myself, hosted on the new platform of CastBox, soon to be hosted on Stitcher, also on iTunes. So if you listen to my update, you know we're not updating SoundCloud anymore. End of an era. But oh well, all good things must come to an end. No, it's not good, and that did come to an end, though. Scott Pruitt's tenure at the EPA, that's one of the topics we're going to be discussing today. A few topics. Scott Pruitt, oh, we're going to touch on the whole Kennedy decision, because I know it's weighing on people's minds, and I think I have a solution for it that would be good for everybody, but of course it's not going to happen. And Venezuela. Okay, cool. So, let's get into this. Sayonara, Scott Pruitt. Goodbye. Please leave. Stay as far away from politics as you can. I do not want to see you again. Because Scott Pruitt represents an old way of doing things. Scott Pruitt represents the idea that government needs to be small, that we don't even need a government. And that's so dangerous, especially for an administration like the EPA, which is made to protect the environment through government intervention. He sought to just break it up and break it down and make it as small as he can. Because at the end of the day, like many of the people in this whole administration on the federal level, just want to get a paycheck. And it didn't matter how much Scott Pruitt broke down the EPA, he was still going to get his paycheck. And we saw that constantly. We saw him using the EPA to leverage many different personal deals like the Chick-fil-A business opportunities he asked about. We saw Scott Pruitt abusing taxpayer funds for his own personal gain taking first-class flights, getting fancy new desks, giving big payouts to what accounts to being a bunch of goons who work for him in the EPA, who are probably pushing these non-disclosed private meetings with controversial figures in fossil fuel industries. Basically, Scott Pruitt's operation of the EPA was the antithesis of what the EPA should be, and I'm so happy he's gone And there's a bit of comedy in his time there because he was constantly worried about security and threats against his family, which I'm still going to say completely unfounded because in my lifetime, I've never heard people going like, man, you know how we could really make this country better? We got to take out the head of the EPA. Eh, Not really top on the list of crazy radicals, I would imagine. But the complaints people have about Scott Pruitt are all valid. Scott Pruitt wouldn't have been attacked and harassed by the media and the public so much if he would have been doing his job but he said to undermine every single thing the epa was set forward to do and it's baffling that he does all this terrible stuff and then is woe is me why does everyone hate me scott Pruitt, everyone hates you because you're bad at your job everyone hates you in the same way that everyone hates a doctor who has like a 99 percent mortality rate scott Pruitt, everyone hates you in the way that everyone would hate a president who didn't have any experience and who came in and just started bumbling his way through to oh <laughs> anyway scott pruitt i'm happy you're gone scott pruitt please don't come back scott pruitt you're literally a bane on the existence of earth you are part of the problem through and through and the day come when the day comes everything gets too terrible and humanity starts to fade away. Your name's going to be what's announced. Your name's going to be what's told to people. You're going to be the sacrificial goat for the end of the world. Congratulations, Scott. I guess you went down in history. Venezuela coming back again. Been a little bit out of the news, but there was a worrying statement 
by aides saying that Donald Trump was pressuring aides into invading Venezuela, asking why he can't just invade Venezuela. And the lack of just historical knowledge on his end and people in the administration that this was an issue they had to explain to him blows my mind. Because if you looked at any of the immigration crisis countries from South America where these immigrants are coming from, you're going to find one thing they all have in common. Let's get a drum roll while we think about this. United States interventions usually ending up in an overthrowing of a democratically elected government installing a new puppet government that is probably far right most of the time far right or funding drug cartels to fight communists which is a very 80s sentence and that's what happened though from the Contras to Chile the United States has had a long history of ruining South American countries and then kind of installing terrible people and leaving and now we're like oh why doesn't nobody why does nobody want to live there well your choices are post-fascist dictatorship or drug cartel run government not really fun and then other than that you got you got uruguay which is pretty cool and there are some south american countries that aren't terrible obviously there's some that are functioning like a real government but the ones the immigrants are coming from the migrants they're not even migrants I mean, they're not even immigrants. They're 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 migrants. They're refugees. They're, they're not leaving because they think America would be fun. They're leaving because that's the only way they won't die, which is another thing we have to talk about because people refer to this immigration crisis as like, oh, they just want to come take our way of life. They want a piece of no. They they want to come and have a life. They don't want to die, which is something I feel like we can all agree on. I feel like that should be a topic that brings Americans together. Like, oh, let's let's not have dead people at our border. Let's not have dead people blow us. Let's. I don't know. You would think in a world of connected trade, we'd kind of want every country to be the best that they could. But that would make sense, I guess. And nothing makes sense anymore. And we're all in this terrible world of terrible things and terrible people. That was really off topic. Back to the original idea that shows the lunacy of the current Trump administration. It shows the lunacy of Donald Trump in general. That he was like, why don't we just invade Venezuela? That his first response to an issue that people were pressuring him is war. And that's how we got in this issue in the first place. Depp, full stop, this is why these issues exist. If you invade Venezuela, you're not going to have more Venezuelan migrants. And they've already got a decent migrant problem right now. So, yeah, open a history book, learn a little bit about South American history. Because between him and Mike Pence going down and saying the United States has respected the sovereignty of these nations, that he expects us to be respected too. It's baffling because we haven't respected the sovereignty of these nations. As a matter of fact, when we talk about not respecting sovereignty, we usually bring up the South American countries overthrown by the United States in the 80s and such. So, read. Read a book. Read any book. A history book. Read a history book. Google search a country. Learn a little, read, the, read the Wikipedia page on one of these countries and just learn about what happened. Because, man, that could answer a lot of questions on why countries have issues if you could just learn about their history. Because usually there's a big event that you're like, I can kind of see where this stemmed from. A lot of South American countries, United States involvement. So Justice Kennedy retired, and we all kind of knew this was coming because he floated it about a year ago. And don't really know what's going on with that. A lot of people are angry, a lot of people are anxious, and they have all the right... They have every right to be anxious. I understand that. It's troubling. It's disheartening. And they're talking about how to handle this. Everyone's talking about how to handle this. Them being a lot of any anybody with a political opinion is trying to figure out how to handle this. So, you know what? Why don't I throw my two cents in? 
Get another Kennedy. Get another moderate swing vote. Make the courts fun. Uh, it's going to be boring if the courts all lean one away anyway. That's going to be boring and terrible for a lot of people. And if the Republicans want to keep some semblance of power and sanity, they would try to put forward another Kennedy. He can be a Republican. He can be a Democrat. She can be a Republican or a Democrat. They could be either Republican or Democrat. I really don't care. I just want someone who kind of is the swing vote. Make it, yeah, make it interesting again. Let's have a fun swing vote once more. That's what Kennedy was. That's what Kennedy should be replaced with. You replaced the crusty old Scalia with young crusty Gorsuch. That's fair. Republican for Republican. Kennedy's out. Get a swing vote. Republican, Democrat, I don't care. Bring a swing vote back. That would fix the problem. I feel like it would get the heat down. It would kind of bring Americans together, maybe. I don't know. But I was reading a cool Time article last night about a Facebook group that was created as a social experiment, and they were just closely monitored by these this group of people. I'll send a share link on the Facebook page, but closely monitored by this group of people and, like, trying to teach them how to argue and talk about politics and stuff. And it was guns was the issue, which is always a hot-button issue. And it was very nice. I really liked reading it. And... A lot of the people who came in, they were talking to this one girl. She was like, I came in, I just saw liberal crybabies. I don't want to hear about your feelings. And it ended, and she was like, I understand why they're so scared now. And you have the other way around. Um, the one that really touched me, like really hit me, was um, a young black man was saying, we always needed guns because we live in an area where white supremacists are actually a violent threat to us. And I was like, damn, yeah, that still happens. And that's something that we don't care about. And there are very much two sides to every story. So it is good to learn to listen to the sides. And instead of asking, like, why are you so upset? What made you so upset? Because I feel like if we start asking what's wrong more than why are you like this, we could solve a lot more problems. And that's Memo From Myself. I'm Christian K. Harris. Follow me on Facebook at Memo From Myself. CastBox, we're now being hosted on. Stitcher will be on soon. Um, Twitter at official. And remember, guys, it's this is a country of a bunch of different people, and we're all together, and we all want to make the best world for, like, the kids. Yeah, it's very cliche, but, like, we do. We want to kind of leave this world better than what we got, and it's not happening, and I think we need to have a big old gut check on what being an American means right now and how we can help each other instead of just pushing our own agendas because at the end of the day we're always we're gonna rise and fall together and i'd prefer to rise together than fall together and please remember if you liked the podcast follow us on facebook at memo from myself on twitter at ckh official give us a five-star review on itunes and please tell your friends i live and die with your support and i want to keep living stay awesome folks have a good one <laughs>